On the Today programme, Health Secretary Matt Hancock claimed there has never been a national shortage of personal protective equipment during the pandemic and that this was the conclusion of the National Audit Office. As the NAO investigated and found, there was never a national shortage. But the truth is more complicated. The NAO did not equivocally say there was a national shortage, nor did they say there wasn't one. Responding to Mr Hancock's comments, a spokesperson for the NAO told us that provider organisations we spoke to told us that while they were concerned about the low stocks of PPE, they were always able to get what they needed in time. However, they also noted that this was not the experience reported by many frontline workers. Feedback from care workers, doctors and nurses show that significant numbers of them considered that they were not adequately protected during the height of the first wave of the pandemic. They also wrote in November that demand for PPE was so high in April and May that stock levels were negligible for most types of PPE. Elsewhere, Baroness Dido Harding told two MPs committees that the NHS Test and Trace programme, which she chairs, significantly reduced the spread of COVID-19 last October. Independently verified analysis um, suggested that as uh, at October, Test and Trace was impacting R by between 0.3 and 0.6. The analysis did show this estimated effect in the R number, but this was not an estimate of the specific effect of Test and Trace. It was of its combined effect along with people with symptoms self-isolating. The analysis estimated that R was between 0.3 to 0.6 lower, meaning an 18 to 33% reduction thanks to the effects of test and trace, along with the effect of people self-isolating with symptoms. However, it estimated that the specific effect of the contact tracing element of test and trace was much smaller, a reduction of between 2 and 5%. People with COVID symptoms have been required to self-isolate since March 2020, two months before Test and Trace launched. So this reduction in the infection rate comes from the combined effect of testing, which Test and Trace provides, and self-isolation with symptoms, which it may influence but is not solely responsible for. In short, it's hard to say how much of the effect was caused by the Test and Trace programme and how much would have happened without it. Baroness Harding did not include this point in her evidence, however, she did make this point in a letter published subsequently. And finally, widely shared social media posts are comparing the cost of the NHS Test and Trace programme with the cost of constructing the Channel Tunnel. The posts claim the former cost £22 billion in just a few months, while the latter cost £16 billion in today's money over the course of five years. While £22 billion is the allocated budget for the first year of NHS Test and Trace in England, official figures show that by October only £4 billion had been spent. Although we do not yet know how much has been spent since, or how much is likely to be spent in the future, we do know that it did not spend £22 billion in a few months, as was claimed in the posts. As to the Channel Tunnel, there are conflicting estimates ranging between £9.5 billion and £20 billion. So what costs more? The honest answer is that we don't know yet. The budget for the first year of Test and Trace is higher than most estimates for the cost of the tunnel, but we don't know how much of it will be spent in future years. It is therefore not correct to suggest that NHS Test and Trace has already spent more than the cost of building the Channel Tunnel. That's all from us this week. I'll be back with more of our independent, impartial fact checks at the same time next Friday morning.